This podcast is brought to you by Continuum, proud sponsors of Wessex Wanderers. Hello there, listeners, and welcome to episode three of series four of the Wessex Wanderers podcast. I'm going to be your host this week. It is uh, the, the, the subtle tones of Mr. Big Ron here. Um, and tonight joining me as a sort of sort of a co-host with us tonight, and I am assured he's actually here this week and he's not going to leave me dangling for 10 minutes, and that's Mr. Trutchy. All right, evening all. You all right? You, you, you're there this week, yeah? Yeah, it, it all went a bit wrong last week. Someone put my, put my microphone on mute and um, and I couldn't figure out how to turn it off, so I ended up sitting it out. I'm not going to lie, I don't think anyone was that bothered by that. I think it was a probably a blessing in disguise. Yeah, well, either way. <laughs> but you're here with us this week. This is this is all that matters. But more importantly, our, our guest tonight is um, is a, a brand new signing to Wessex for the 23-24 season. Uh, he's a player that's come, come into the, the first team in, and taken the team by storm. And that's uh, Mr. Jack Costerton. How are you, son? Not bad, thank you, mate. Yourself? I'm I'm contemplating how we've ended up sat here at this time of night recording a podcast while Trutch eats a Chinese. But other than that, we're all good. We're all good. Magic. So we'll we'll get we'll get stuck straight in then, basically. So obviously, um, new to the club. Um, I I don't, you know, I'm sure most of the listeners, all ten of them, will, will be in agreement. We don't know much about you as, as Jack the person obviously we've seen you playing we've seen you training um we, we know we know what you're like on the pitch but we don't know much about yourself so tell us who Jack is where where have you come from tell us a bit about yourself um so originally grew up in Devon in like South Devon Torbay area where I know a few like Kemps and a few others are from which is quite nice um and then about 10 years ago or so went to Gloucester University to do a couple of degrees or masters and whatnot Lived there for a bit and then very recently, so no more than about almost two months now, um, picked up a job in Bristol. So I thought I would just change location and environment and move myself here. So, um, yeah, grew up in Devon, went chunking for a bit, come here. So thought about the, the map a little bit. But, yeah, that's sort of me so far, I'd say. So what you've literally only been around about Bristol area for, for two months then? Didn't, didn't know that? Yeah, it was about I don't know, it was that exact day, but my new job started towards the end of August. So the day before, um, lived with a mate for a couple of weeks who I knew. And then two weeks into the job is when I got my place that I'm living in now. Um, so yeah, about August, late, late August time, I moved to Bristol. So I haven't lived in Bristol before, been and visited and, you know, the odd night out and stuff, but never lived there. So new place to me, yeah. Cool. What, what is it you do for work? Is it, I, I, I'd imagine you've got quite an active, active lifestyle, you might hear about yourself. Yeah, so I currently work at Bristol City Football Club in the education programme. So I lecture BTEC kids, wow. 12 and 13. I bet that's I bet that's interesting. You see some 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 good kids in and around that that sort of department, I would imagine. Yeah, there's some ones that are, are challenging. Um there's some ones that are a joy to teach and having day to day is definitely some that you to put politely would rather not be there, if you can put it that way. Um but no, it is good. Really good job. I'm new to that kind of environment. Worked well, in sport all my life, but new to that teaching environment. So I'm learning new things as I go along, basically. But so far, so good, I'd say, yeah. Nice. Nice. Sounds interesting, yeah. So, I mean, 
in terms of you sort of coming up to the area and being new to the area with your new job and you know like you said knowing a few people what was it that, that brought you to Wessex is this people already sort of at the club that you know or was it just a kind of a random Facebook post how was it you ended yeah. up at, at, at the club so it was actually Caleb Thomas um who apparently is currently injured but was involved in the Colts last year and this year um he, him, and one other person, only sort of two people, one outside the club, and then Caleb, the two people I knew before moving to Bristol. So I said to Caleb, like, you know, what teams are around here? Because I didn't know many sort of teams. Um, and my main priority was just getting in a club where I could just meet some people and, like, I had to make some, make some friends, make some connections because I didn't know many. Um, and yeah, it was basically through him. So he just brought us along to Wessex. Um, so I had a little look on social media and stuff, and seen you guys are quite active which is quite nice to see because some clubs don't really bother on that side at all. Um, so, yeah, it was literally through Caleb Thomas that he brought me to my first training session. I don't know when that was. I think Tom was taking it's a mixture of under-18s and a few Colts. I think there was a few friendlies that were still pre-season. Um, but, yeah, it was mainly through Caleb who brought me along. So you can thank Caleb for me being here. He's my agent. I, I remember that that time, Jack, because the, the first team we had, um, it was our second-to-last friendly that evening so I was obviously obviously there and Tom put on a a little session I think Tom was injured for that game but Tom put on a, a little session for those that were left and after, after the friendly was over with I, I touched base with Tom and said um, how did it go blah 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 and he gave me a run through and he said oh actually a, a new player came can you call Jack centre mid I said oh yeah like tell me about him he said yeah, he, he, yeah he's decent I said what is he then he said we well, sent him in. I said no. Like, is he, is he attacking? Is he like defensive, big tackler, like box to box? And he said, I don't know. He's he's just tidy. So I thought, okay. And Saturday was approaching with the our last friendly of preseason, and I had a spot on the bench. And I thought, oh, let's chuck him in. Let's have a look because I'm you know I'm not going to get a look now before the start of the season. And um, yeah, you came on at half time. Am I right in saying you got you did get man of the match, didn't you, in that second half? Yeah, not sure if it was tokenism, mate, to try and make me sign, but yeah, got man of the match. <laughs> no, we 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 were rubbish. You were the best of a bad bunch. Actually, both of your man of the matches have been best of a bad bunch, haven't they? Yeah, you can fit you it got... up, mate. <laughs> but yeah, came in for the last forty-five minutes of the last friendly. Looked looked good, and um, ended up starting the first game of the season, and never looked back. Really? No, yeah, that that was literally as you say, that was it. Um. I don't know who it was against now, but it was at Lockleys. That was it. Um, yeah, came in at half time. I don't know what to expect. The other team, remember that was it. The other team were quite good. I think it was the adjacent league two hours or something. Oh, they came up last season or something. But they were a good team, remember? Um, yeah, they were Shaftesbury. That was it. And I only had before that, because I was in Devon doing a bit of work, and I only had about, um, I think it was one game and two training sessions before that game. So you could definitely say chucked in the deep end without any pre-season fitness. But... No, yeah, it was. It, I remember it was, we won the second half. I remember that. I think we might, might have lost overall, but it was a good game. But yeah, that was the first one, yeah, just after the first training session. Yeah. So, I mean, just, just in terms of that, when, when you're coming to a new city and you know, you're asking a couple of people you know that, you know, tell us about a football club and, and you're coming straight into Wessex, you're having a session and then you've got Trutchy chucking you straight in there, straight into the deep end, as we just said. How did that feel for you? Was that something you 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 think was kind of needed, or or, or were you just a little bit taken by surprise? Um, 
to be honest, sort of two things in my mind. One of them was like, oh Christ, I was expecting when you when you I guess go to a new club that's got like the three sort of more teams, like a bigger setup. In my mind, I was thinking I'll probably put lower down, play games and work way up quite naturally. Um, but at the same time, like you know, I've, I've played football for a few years now. Like I'd probably get a bit frustrated and bored if I was going further down. If that makes sense, so I was more than happy to go in there. And I, in a way, I'd rather. It suits my kind of personality and mentality where it just chucked me in that deep end and if it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. Um, and luckily I had a good game. No doubt if I had a, came on and had a shocker, I'd probably be further down than work your way up through training games or whatever. But um, it, yeah, it just happened to go well that game, I think. Um, but yeah, it didn't really sort of phase me. It was it was probably a surprise that I went with the first team thinking, like I said, I'll probably go lower down. But at the same time, no, nah, I was happy to go with them and, and play with the first team, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I've known Trachi a long, long time now. We've, we've been in and around football together for, for a long time. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, when when Trachi meets a new player or sees a new player, you, you kind of, he's quite easy to read sometimes. And you, you can tell when he's excited by a new player. And you were one of the ones, especially this season, especially when you came in late on in that pre-season, you could just tell straight away that as soon as he saw you playing, even if it weren't the best game to see you in, even if it weren't a great result, you could tell that he was excited, excited to see you and sort of have a player like you coming into the squad. Just just for your point of view, Trachi, what does that do for you as the first team manager? When you see a player coming in late on in pre-season, you know you ain't got much time to see him. Where does your mindset go in terms of getting him on board and, and having a look at him as much as you can? Firstly, I'm going to say Jack might be a bit similar to me in that sense because a few weeks back we had um, Samuel Souza turn up at training and I'd seen, a, I'd seen him play and I thought that's a player there. I know that's a player. And then the following week we were, we were, we were having games and I'm looking at him thinking, yeah, there's something in him. He's, he's going to be a good player. And mid-game, Jack here has come running up to me <laughs> Trotchy, Trotchy, have you seen him? Have you seen him? Go on, seen him. Like, yeah, yeah, I've noticed him. <laughs> so I reckon Jack's a bit, a bit like, like that with me. But I think one thing I'll pride myself on is being able to spot a good, good player very soon. You never like to count all your chickens before they've hatched. You know, someone might turn up and have a really good training session, and then you know the, the next couple of weeks not impress as much. But I do think I am pretty good at spotting someone who's got a bit about them. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll agree. I'll give you a little bit of credit there. You do you do often pick a decent player. I'll give you that. Yeah. And then, like, like I say, with Jack, he, he, he came in for that, that last friendly, come on the second half. Just, you can tell when someone just looks at home, like, 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 like they're at that level. Straight away, he was he was certainly our best player in the second half, and I just got a good vibe from you, Jack. I, I thought he, he, he you seem like a football a football man. Seemed like you got a, a good background. You, you sort of integrated within the squad instantly, and then yeah, come the first league game. Sometimes you just go with your gut. You know, I I use a lot of people centre midfield over pre season. Um, I think one or two might have been away for the for the first game, and I thought, oh, do you know what? After after last week, we'll we'll stick Jack in, and like I said earlier in the podcast, just haven't looked back. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And in terms of how that makes you feel as a, as a player, Jack, coming to a new club, I, how did how did Trucci's response to you coming into the club, how did that make you feel? It was obviously good. Like, it's always, like I said, I was expecting probably to spend mm-hmm. some or more games on the bench and work my way sort of into the squad. Um, but going straight in, I guess two things crossed my mind. It was one was like other people thinking, oh, who's this? Being here for a few minutes and he's gone straight into the squad, which I guess I didn't like the, the idea of because I'll probably be the same if I'd be in the more pre-season and someone's come along and you could say taking your spot in a sense, so I'll probably be aggravated. But I guess it's, it's Trucci's choice. But at the same time, yeah, it was nice knowing that I've come along and what I have done has made like an instant impression. And I guess in a way, like I'm, I'm 29, I'm not old, but I've only got maybe like, you know, three or more years of playing your best football you can. So I just want to, I don't want to mess about with it. If I can get on and play my my, my best football and, and get all the minutes I can, that's be a bit selfish in that sense, I guess. Um, but yeah, so it makes, makes sort of views you could say, but obviously happy, obviously grateful that I've been put in there and like touched it earlier, like played every game as such. So obviously doing the right things. Definitely. Just to, just to pick up on a, a, a point you made there then about, you know, you being 29, you're getting to a point where you want to play as much football as you can. That kind of moves us on nicely a little bit to, to our next little question is, tell us a little bit about your footballing journey. Obviously, you, you've come up to Bristol, you, you've joined Wessex, but, you know, we're all assuming it isn't the first time you've played football. So tell us a little bit about your background, sort of where you've played, who you've played for, and, you know, what's, what's made you the, the player you are today? Um, so like any kid, you play football from a young age. Um, and also like almost every kid that plays football around these levels had a stint in the academy as such. Mine was talky. I was there for, wasn't there that long. Um, and then from then, I guess me getting, improving a football worker, say really started when I went to university at Gloucester. Um, cause I, like most unis, I've got a really good like football setup, loads of qualified coaches, all the facilities. And that was like a really well coached team in it for a year or two. I think I was, I think it was year or two playing with the first team, and they playing what they call it the Bucks Prem. So that's when you go against your your big universities like your Hartbury first team and whatnot. Some of those players are playing in like Hellenic Prem as a minimum, of, if not higher, on their like grassroots team as well as the uni team. So good level of football. So that's when I guess I sort of really picked up a bit more and and grew up as a footballer, um, and then played. I guess more recently before coming to Bristol for like five years for a team from Chapman Civil Service. Um, the first team playing the county in the county league and I was flirt between them and the second team. It was a really strong club, a lot of good players. Um, and then, and then yeah, coming to Essex. So between that, there's been loads of clubs here and there where I've played for a little bit or a bit longer. Um, but that's sort of the main, main routes, I'd say. Um, and me coming the player that I am, I, I don't really, I don't really know, to be honest. Um, you know, I've, I've always idolised like your your leaders on the pitch, like your Frank Lampard, your Steven Gerrard. I always grew up watching like those kind of players. So maybe that's where I've inherited a bit of that. And well, I think I have in my game. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just I know I I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. I guess so. I'm not, you're never going to see me try and take four people on or go on an amazing run or you know do something stupid. I'm, I'm all, me and Kemp say in the middle, like less is more, five, 10 yard passes. You, you do what you're good at. And I think when you get better, the better levels, you realise players do that. And when you get to lower levels, you see players doing the silly stuff and losing the ball often because they're trying to think it sounds harsh, they can't do. So I think maybe that's where I become what I am. I do what I can do and I leave to the side stuff that I can't do really. 
Yeah, do you think that's that's something like you mentioned? You, you spent a bit of time at the the academy at Torquay. Do you think that's something you picked up because of that kind of academy type coaching, or is it just something that you've naturally progressed into? It was probably more um, not so Torquay. I followed at like thirteen, fourteen. So I think that age still, I wasn't even that switched on with football. I didn't really understand what I was doing. I was just understanding that the ball was going to net. But I probably picked it more maybe at um, Gloucester Uni when you get you get a little bit older. Um, and you develop a bit of a voice. I picked up a few like club captain roles and whatnot at uni, so you become a bit of a leader through that, I guess. Um, but yeah, probably more. I'd say when I was at Gloucester Union, going from there, like you know, you're you're around quality. Um, that's quality on and off the ball. So you see what a good footballer does. You know, communication and work rate, all those little things that almost go hiding at times. You don't get noticed. Um, so it's probably then onwards. I'd say when I played higher football as an adult I'll, I'll probably say yeah well I, I sort of just just to pass that over to you a little bit Trachi obviously with, with the way Jack's describing himself is that that midfielder that likes to lead is is that something you were looking for in particular is that a midfielder that you obviously know that fits well into your system yeah absolutely we I mean we've got really an, an abundance of players that can that can play in that midfield role. Um, and Jack sort of said it, it then exactly what I like about him. He does all the, all the simple basic things very well. Um, he's definitely a leader on the pitch. He doesn't, doesn't need to scream. And I, I like leaders that are all positive and constructive. Most people at the club know that. And, and Jack is certainly one of those. He doesn't need to scream and bark and shout. I just hear him talking constantly, talking, praising, it's uh, it's really good. It, I think him, me and Matt were were discussing uh, end of preseason, early, early into the season proper. Look, because Jack and Charlie Kempson are very similar, and it work, and it has showed. I think I think Charlie's probably been your most consistent partner in there, and it just a term I keep using is just recycling of possession and that's what our midfield with Charlie and Jack is really good at just keeping the ball not forcing a pass just keeping the ball and just just an array of directions sideways backwards forward it's just yeah the the simple basics done really effectively which is always nice to see yeah I mean that's something we've always loved about Charlie isn't it is you know we we call him Mr Simple Football just because Everything he does is so simple yet effective. And I think when you've got two people like that in the midfield that can sort of play off against each other, that's, you know, it's, it's only going to make a, a secure unit in there, isn't it? Yeah, they, ju- they just both, Jack, you might be able to agree on this. They just seem on the same level, footballing-wise. They know, because maybe it comes down to how similar they are, they know where where they're going to be. Like yeah, I think... First game of the season, that half I did pre-season, um, I remember watching, and I, I don't know who I was talking to at the sideline, and I seen Kemp's, and I said, like, I, I asked for his name, and I was thinking, that's the kind of player that I like. You know, he was doing like the basic stuff, as I would do. And when I came on second half, I remember we were doing certain things, like we always have a little bit of movement and throw-ins and whatnot, but we did it instinctively about even having main bit of talk beforehand. Um, so, yeah, he's a very much a like-minded player. But I think what also works well with having both of us in there is I think too many teams will have a an individual who 
has that sitting role and they're there on their own. And that becomes very predictable when we try and play the football that we are because they'll know he's the one that's constantly going to get it and try and play from the back, etc. But when you've got myself and Charlie, the game we had on Saturday, whoever it was against, I don't remember, it was, I watched a bit of the video and there's one chance we had, um, which wasn't finished in the end, unfortunately, but it, it was about a minute and a half of just constant rotation of myself, Charlie, it's pricey in the middle, just bouncing it, moving it. Because, Two or three of us are doing it. It works so much better, I think. If it's one of you doing it, it's very predictable for the other team to, to mark you and kill you out of the game. But two of us there, it works. For me, it works well. And I haven't played in many teams when there's two. I've always played in teams when there's one and then two go higher. So that balance of having two of us, it does work really well, I think, on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, I, I do sometimes go with, with the one holder, like the one six and two eights. But one thing I did like about Saturday just gone, which was a great result for us, we, we made... We made a really, really good team look quite average on Saturday. And one thing I really enjoyed watching was at times Matt McCarthy and Callum, the two centre backs, were splitting really wide, almost as a as a right back and left back. And then between you and Charlie, you just took it in turns, just dropping in central and just receiving the ball and and bringing it out. It was it was just lovely, calm football to watch. Mm, yeah, agreed. Yeah, and no, I mean that that video that the the video sort of clip that that Jack's alluding to, I I, I watched that, and I think there's in a minute and a half, I think there's about three or four occasions where Jack just drops in just to do that little bounce pass, and I think if if that, I think it ended up with Pricey with with the finish that the keeper saved quite well. If that would have you know ended up in the back of the net, I think that would have probably been one of the best team goals. I've ever seen, and I, I don't think we've we've been able to play that type of football for the last couple of seasons, just because we haven't really had that type of midfielder. And I think, you know, with with the two of you in there, like like you've both said, it just allows us to play such a an easy to watch and simple style of football, but it's just so effective. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, with that being said, then let's you know. We've we've talked about how how you've come in. You've, you've had an influence. You've 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 played all the games so far. I think I think Trutch, you've got the stats. We'll touch on those a little bit in a second. But just from your point of view, Jack, obviously a couple of games in, we, we've we've got our captain Callum who's leading the team out. He's doing really well. Um, he goes and gets himself injured. Our vice captain Can is still not up and running yet. So Trutch has got a decision to make. He looks at his changing room. And he picks yourself as 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 the captain for the week. And I think you've you've had the armband a few times now. How did that feel for you being named captain so early on in 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 your Westwick's life? Um, <coughs> at first, my first genuine thought was like I'd rather not have it, and it only because the almost like imposter syndrome. I've been there for it feels like ten minutes, and I've got an armband and. Like I said earlier, when I came into the squad and I was starting, if I was someone else that's been there for, for a lot more years or seasons, whatever, played more minutes, just put more in the club in, in the club generally, I'll be a bit like, who the hell is this Jack who's been here like five minutes? Why is he already captain? Um, but that's just my view. That's how I viewed it alone. Um, but at the same time, obviously, it's nice. It shows recognition that what you're doing is right. Um, and like I said to Trutch, armband or not, it won't change what I do, if that makes sense. Um I'm not someone that I think needs an armband to have a voice. Um, but yeah, it was obviously, it was it was really nice. And I obviously thanked him for it. And I think I had it for two games. And then, yeah, Cal was back last week or week before, whatever, and he had it back. Um, 
but yeah, it, it was it was those two sort of sides to it. It was sort of like I was actually I think I was talking to Matt one Saturday morning when we were coaching, and I said like, "Why aren't you having it?" Or I was then I was saying like, "Someone else, why aren't they having it?" And I was sort of picking people out that I think should have it over myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the same time, like you know, it, in the bigger picture, it's just a bit of fabric around your arm. It doesn't matter who's wearing it. Essentially, I think it's it does not going to make you play better. And like I said, with what about it, I'll just do exactly the same thing. So, yeah, it was obviously a bit that imposter syndrome, but at the same time, it was nice to have it, I guess. And it was, I was grateful that whatever I've done is obviously led to a good impression to to have it. So thankful at the same time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think to be fair, the answer you've just given perfectly exemplifies why you were picked to to, to take it. Um, like you said, it's, at the end of the day, it's just a bit of cloth around your arm, but to 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 take it or to not take it and still want to, you know, lead and, and be the type of player you are. And and I don't think anybody at the club is has had any of those thoughts about, you know, why has he got it? He's only been a two minutes. Just because I think the impact you've had and the way you've come into the club, I, I think it was just a natural choice um, and a, a good choice, if, if you ask me. So actually, what, what, was, what was your thoughts behind it? Um, obviously, I think everybody thought it was a, a good decision. Jack's obviously a, a brilliant leader. What what led you to the decision to, to to look at Jack rather than one of the more experienced players at the club, if you like? It was it was just a very easy easy decision for me. I think when you know with with Cam the vice captain being out all season so far and, and Callum picking up that injury, I think Charlie had it the first game. Um, done what, and again it was me and Matt were discussing it was between Charlie and Jack we we went with Charlie because he he'd been here that little bit longer um the next week we had a bit of a rotation we 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 planned to go a cert, uh, a different way for a game and Charlie was on the bench and Jack was the logical choice it, it all come down to who is so basically the captain for me on a pitch is an extension of me from the sideline um you know, people people look look to me for uh, instructions and guidance, but they'll also look look to a captain. And like I said earlier, Jack's just very calm, talkative, all all positive, constructive. Um, it, it was just just a logical choice. It, it, I think you look at who who suits it. Uh, sorry, who suits it on a on a personality level. It, some people give the captaincy to the the loudest angriest person on the pitch some give the armband to the most talented uh i've i've always i've always gone to like the 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 best leadership qualities and i think i think jack has got that in abundance but to be honest at the moment the group of players i'm using in the first team we've got a lot of leaders which is is really good um and i think that helps towards the um the real positive togetherness we've got in in the squad at the moment yeah, again, like you said about the sort of the leaders you've got and the atmosphere in that changing room at the moment, I'm, I'm hearing nothing but good things. Um, Jack, how how's that changing room for you? Is it sort of how does it compare to to, to the the other clubs you've been at? We've spoken about you know coming through it, um, playing at university and spending a bit of time at the academy and playing at Cheltenham. How does does Wessex as a club in the changing room? How does it compare to? To some of those other clubs so far, really, I'm really good to be honest. Uh, there's some really good people. Like get on well. Like I said, there's a few like lads from Devon, like Kemp's, um, Ross, Ollie. So there's an instant sort of 
connection and thing to talk about there. But ever like Matt's been brilliant coming in, like everyone literally. Um, another club, other clubs have been at. I mean, like you know, when you're younger, I don't think you look at me personally. When you're younger, you don't really look at the changing room. You look more just think about the football. If that makes sense. But if you're playing grassroots football, the older you get, you want to enjoy both sides of it. I personally think. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, last year, for example, um, it was spent a bit of time in Devon, played for a football team, and it was probably up until that point the most enjoyable team I played in. So the football was good. We weren't winning every game. It was, it was some decent quality players there, but it was I generally enjoyed like the bit before the game. The game, the game was separate. And then after the game, we don't lose. It was still enjoyable. You wanted to stick around. It wasn't a case of us. Then I'm going to go home now. You wanted to have a beer with the boys and stuff. Um, and I get the same sort of from these lot. Like it's just, I think Trutch said the other week or last week, whatever it was, like the vibe before was really good. Everyone's getting on really well. Um, like Sammy's game on Saturday, that was his first time there. The lad speaks hardly any English, and he's just straight involved in getting getting involved in everything. And everyone makes him feel welcome as well. So. Like you said, at the start, I felt welcome quite quickly. Um, it didn't take long at all. Um, but yeah, it's a really good balance of having a, a good group of players that you enjoy being around in the changing room before and after the game. But at the same time, when it's when the game starts and we switch on, it's some quality football, so you enjoy both sides. So, so yeah, overall, it's it's a really good group so far, yeah. I think what also helps with Sam Samuel Souza was how good my Portuguese is. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've never known somebody attempt to speak so many languages so badly to try and sign players. <laughs> You've had a bit of Romanian, a bit of French. What 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 else have you got in your repertoire there, Trash? Oh, I, I, I'm as bilingual as they come, mate. You you, you name you, you name me a country, I'll knock out a bit of the lingo. But we'll save that for another podcast. Right. Uh, yeah, Sam, face. I think we're chatting in the changing room. God knows what we're talking about. I looked over and looking at Sam's expression, and never seen a lad more confused. <laughs> Like, I don't know what we were talking about. It was probably something just inappropriate, wrong, and just absolutely daft. It might have been just what we're doing Saturday night, with shirt night. But he was just, um, his face said it all. And he's probably thinking, what on earth are these lot? But I think he does feel welcome. He's come back again and again. So that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, when you've got Trachi trying to speak Portuguese to you, why wouldn't you want to get involved? Absolutely. <laughs> not not trying to. <laughs> and just, just from your point of view, Trachi, how, how important is that changing room? Not, not just for... The, the, the morale of the team and, and the week-to-week sort of results in game time. But for players like Jack and Sam and, and the new players coming in, how important it is, is it for them to come into a, a changing room like that to, to, A, get them integrated into the team, into the club, and then get them playing and, and getting the results that we want to get? So for, for me, it's, it's important for new players to come into a positive atmosphere. On a bigger picture, it's essential for success for me over, over over my years of football I've I've played in some really good teams with a lot of egos and a lot of infighting and achieved nothing I've played in some almost average teams with a really sort of close-knit mentality and and had some success I, I think if at the moment we've got the combination of two we've got we've got real talent and we've got a real good vibe and for me that is the the biggest sign of some of good things to come possible. Yeah, and I, I, I think so far, like we you know, we've we've already touched on the results and stuff in, in previous podcasts, so we're not gonna sort of run through them again. But I mean that that kind of that atmosphere and, and that 
that camaraderie that we've, we've got in the first team at the moment it's it's just showing everywhere you know training's just bouncing every week you know the, the lads in the group chatter you know that the banter's flying about the results on a saturday everything is just pointing towards the end goal at the moment and I, I like you said i think that that's essential in terms of getting across the line you how do you as as the manager keep that momentum going you know if it goes flat do you, do you try and get in the mix or or is it just a case of letting the lads be the lads and, and getting on with it i think it's about keeping things in perspective as well um over the years at wessex when when you know results and and gone their way you, you see a lot of you get back in the changing room and it's and it's like absolute disaster you have to keep it into into perspective i remember my first game back um i'm not sure if you were there ron when, when we first came back in yeah we i think i was working yeah yeah so so we came back got the lads together uh and i think we drew the we end up drawing they scored the last last kick of the game and it everyone was just devastated when we got in the change room absolutely devastated but i you know i just had to highlight the positive performance and you know how, just how close we were to getting that first win of of the season and and again like with with the first preseason game of 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 this year we had a, a 3-0 loss to chip and sobbury you know they're three leagues above us we gave them a really good game we we opened the score in early and it was ruled out ridiculous ridiculous offside uh, flag went up uh, we lost the game 3-0 but there were so much positives to take from it and I've, I've never gone into a changing room after a 3-0 loss and seen so much perspective and positivity and at that point I, I thought we've we've got a chance here we you, you know when you go in the first uh, friendly of pre-season against a team three seasons higher you know you're going in at a deep end but yeah, to, to have a 3-0 loss and still see so much, like I say, positivity and 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 a good vibe in there. That was that was an early indicator for, for this season of yeah, we're gonna be all right this season. And obviously yeah. since the season started, we're six wins from seven. Should really be seven from seven. But and and going forward, you know, we are gonna have our blips. I say we're six from seven. That that loss to Eastern Cowboys earlier in the season. That again, we 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 weren't happy. We we had we had right to feel hard done by, but you know we 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 won the first two. Then you lose a team with weaker mentality goes on a bit of a losing run or 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 draws a couple of games. Since that loss, we've won we've won our following four fixtures. That shows. A mentality, a, a determination, which is is really good, and and a lot of it will come down to me because we will have our we will have our our blips throughout the season, and you know that's down to me to just make sure that we respond the right way. Yeah, definitely, and I, I think you're right. It, it shows the difference from from that first game of us returning last season to 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 obviously how this season started. It, it shows a massive difference and. And that positivity, you know, we've 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 said it all along. Positivity breeds, and it, it's it's a real good culture to have at the minute. And just from your point of view, Jack, does does that, you know, Wessex is obviously a, a really ambitious club, you know, that with with sights to 
to get into to county, it would be the highest position that, that the club's ever finished in. Does that positivity kind of resonate with you as a squad number, uh, squad member? Sorry, and you know, with the club having those ambitions, how do you see that playing out? Do you, do you think that you know we're we're in a position to do that, or do you think there's there's still a way to go? Um, I think first of all, you need it. I think if you're gonna, I've played in teams that maybe have higher quality, but in terms of like, are they a group of lads that would get along? You know, with the before and after the game and all that kind of stuff. They probably weren't, and that was a massive weakness. So I think when you've got what we've got, I've only played in the first teams. So that's an example. Um, when you've got a group of lads that you enjoy being around, have that banter with, whatever. When you then go on the pitch, I think whether it's subconsciously or whatever, you you work the extra yardage for that person next to you. So if you respect that person off the pitch, I think you'll do a bit more for them on the pitch. If that makes sense. Um, so I think you you need. I think um, if you had a team, it's a, a cliche, but a team of individuals, you probably wouldn't go as far. You can get so far with quality, but I think you need that addition of that morale and that sort of just that togetherness. It, it is a sort of a, a strength in itself. So I think you need that 100% to go up the leagues and go higher. And I think, yeah, I, I've I've played in uh, county teams um, and I've had a chance to play a little bit higher at times. And I think I've seen teams of lesser togetherness um, and they struggle really badly. So I think where like Wessex are to go, we said it a few times, me and a few other players, some games have come off, especially like Saturday, for example, and we've all played at different levels and whatnot. And we've said, you know, we could definitely compete in the next league. Not saying we've got the next league and smash it, but we'll definitely be in that league and compete. And, you know, I'm always someone whether I'm sort of coaching or playing. As long as you're competing, you're doing the best you can. So I think with what we've got in terms of playing and that togetherness, as you said, I think I could definitely see like the Wessex first that I've been in involved in the county and yeah, like I said, it wouldn't be like we are now, maybe so far like winning games as we are, but it'd be a bit more of a struggle, I imagine, against some teams. But we'll definitely be competing and you know holding ourselves accountable. So I think yeah, you need it, and I think Wessex are in a place where if they keep doing what they're doing, um, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be in that county league next season. Yeah, yeah, fully agree. And I mean, talking of of, of that good. Good start to the season, um, you know, both personally as yourself and the performances you've put in and the team as a whole. You know, what have you enjoyed most about the start of the season? You know, has, has there been any particular highlight so far um, or has it just all kind of just been one big sort of good ride so far? I think to be fair, it's been a good ride so far, I'd say. Um I mean, one highlight is definitely showing back any good clips of my college kids on a Monday morning if I do something quite good. <laughs> That turn before the pass for Ollie. Exactly. That assist was playing on a loop for about an hour. It's a Monday morning. Man. <laughs> Just this is how you play football. Because I coach for football, so it's quite nice, you know, do it, you know, you could do as I do as I do kind of thing. But um no, it has been just been a whole like as a whole, like a really good start. Like my aim was to when I came to Bristol to get in a football club, make some mates, just network and just get to know more people. And I've I've done that, so that's really good. Um and, and Trotch knows there was a temptation, you could put it that way, to maybe go to another club recently. But the reason I stayed here was because of that. Like I've come here, I just wanted to just play football, play some minutes, which I'm doing, being a quality team, which it is, with a good group of players, which it is. Um, so it's ticking so many boxes for me at the moment, personally. Um, so, yeah, there's not really one moment I could pick out, but just like, yeah, it's ticking boxes that I want personally. So I'm happy, basically, yeah. Cool, I don't know. 
yeah, it, it, and sort of not not we, we want to kind of paint a bit more of a, a, a rounded picture, if you like. So we won't just kind of go after the positives. You know, we want to we want to kind of hear the ups and the downs. So is is you know is there has there been anything so far that you think you know as a club or as a team or as a player that could be done better or or is it just everything's just clicking into place? Yemi's fitness session Tuesday night absolutely killed me. <laughs> Yemi does put on a good fitness session, man. Christ, the legs are burning. Um, and that's to be honest, like it's difficult to pick. I think a negative at the moment where I am because nothing's really gone wrong yet. If that makes sense, and Chuch might agree, the team I've been in, like I said, the first team, there's not been a game when it's gone all to crap. And I know we played against those Eastern Cowboys and we didn't play our best football, but I think there was so much external factors you could say we didn't play our best game. The pitch was woeful, we didn't take our chances, but there's still positives within there. Um, but no, there's not really been, in a sense, like a negative. I mean, the training time absolutely kills me. I'm probably going from work and fancy going to bed, but I'm back out at half eight till 10 o'clock, so that kills us. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's obviously a negative, but you can't really, you know, control the controllables and whatnot. Um, but to be honest, no, I can't really uh, pick out a negative. Um, it's, like I say, it's been, it's been good so far. So obviously, hopefully it continues and there might, obviously there are going to be dips for individuals and for teams and whatnot. We might have a little dip and I might have a little dip and come away from the team and, then come back in and whatever. But at the moment, it's hard to pick out like a negative because there actually hasn't been one for me personally. I'd say training, playing football, getting the minutes I want, playing with good players, enjoying it. So yeah, I can't really pick out a negative personally, I'd say so far. Come back to me in a couple of weeks and I'll see if Trutch is still playing. <laughs> yeah. All good so far. And just from your point of view, Trutch, would you agree? Is, you know, as is, is far as you're concerned, is, has everything gone to plan so far this season or is there anything, you know, you, you do still... Not, not would say has gone wrong, but anything you know you still want to improve on. You know those those fine margins when it comes to this level is, and is there anything that you're seeing that you want to you know pick up and improve on? Not really, not really at the moment. You know the only real down point was that we keep coming back to that Eastern Cowboys loss, but that very few teams at this level of football will go will have the perfect season without. Without blips, that has to go down as as one of ours over the course of the season. Hopefully, there's not many more to come of that. But there's there's so many positives. You, you know, to win six out of your first seven, brilliant. We've had three clean sheets in amongst those wins. We've been, you know, some of the some of the team goals we've scored have been just just really nice goals, either stunning strikes or just really well worked teams. Um, another highlight for me was the who do we play? Shire Hampton reserves when we were two 0 down at half time, and the the response in the second half was was second to none. That that showed me that I've got a team of fighters. Oh, yeah, um, that was that that magic cup game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, five three win. But yeah, from my perspective, all is going really well. Not perfectly. I'll be the first to say that we. As a team, we still, we st- and this is a good thing. We still have not fully clicked. We've not really. We're we're in second, third gear at the moment, and we're we're getting the results. But the time will come, I'm sure, when all of a sudden we we just become this machine. Yeah, and pass that over to you, Jack. You know, as as a player, you know, you're hearing that from Trutchy, the gaffer. You know, he he's saying that he sees us stuck in second or third gear at the minute. 
as a player, is is that something you you feel the same about? Do you, do you think there's more to come from the team? Do you, do you think you can click in, click up another gear? Yeah, I think so. There's been some games when we, I don't know who it's against. I never know who we play. I just turn up, I guess. Um, but there was, I think it was a, <laughs> a two-one win. I think a few weeks back, and it was we start first first half. We said it was really good, and it was. I think we conceded like straight away after half time. Um, and it was Rotley's, that was it. And it was a little yeah. bit in half. So, like, I guess for me, he's right. We've had, like, spells in games where it's been quality and then it just comes and goes. Which I guess any game you'll have that. You're never going to be outstanding for 90 minutes. It's going to come and go. Um, but for me, I think Saturday was the coming together. Like, it was the first time I think over a 90-minute game, we were just we were decent, defending really well um, on the ball. Were the best I've seen in possession. Should have, as we said, every game so far this season. Should have scored about three or four more. Um, but no, he's right. Like if it, one of those games, if we take more of those chances, you're not going to score every one. But if you scored eight out of ten chances, you add, we will come off the pitch, and it will be like a seven, six, eight nil kind of thing. Because some days they will all go in those chances, or more than often they will. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think he's right. We've, we've it's a good sign. We've won games when we haven't played our best football, so it's always a good sign. Um, but yeah, there's definitely. We can we can we can play better for sure for either the whole game or little spells of the game. Yeah, so I think I agree with that. Yeah, I think that that first yeah. half against Rotley's that first forty five minutes we were easily as a team nine out of ten. Mm. Um, and then I think the the game against Olverson the cup Saturday just gone. I think we that it was better for me. We we were a solid eight out of ten for ninety minutes. Yeah, no, I, I think from from my point of view, as as you know, I've stepped back from the the management coaching role this season, and and this it's kind of a, a season where I'm a, a bit of a fan this year, and just for for one reason or another, whether it's been you know work or you know having the baby, or I've had to ref the Colts a few times, I, I've not actually managed to get to watch a first team game yet, and I I honestly just from everything I'm hearing, everything I'm seeing at training, you know the results coming in. I literally cannot wait to watch a first team game. Um, you know, and I, I think I, I'll be the first to say somebody was involved in the first team last season. I don't think there was that buzz about getting to games last season because it was everything just seemed to be a bit of a everything was a dogfight last year and it, it, it seemed to kind of drain a little bit of the, the fun out of the club. But I think this season there's a real good bounce and I I can't for one, I can't wait to get along to to watch one of the games. Does that make a difference? You know, this is for both of you, I suppose. Does that make a difference of, of how you're preparing for games and how you're going into games. You're just kind of eager to get on the pitch and, and play. Um, we'll have Jack yeah, for, for, I mean, when, when you're winning games of football, you you can't wait for Saturday to come. Um, I think that's, that's a sort of general rule for most people with me. It's both after a loss, I can't wait for Saturday to come to put it right as well. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Is that 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 eagerness to, to get to that game on a Saturday? Like I said, I've I've not managed to get to a game yet this season, and I'm I'm buzzing to get to one. You know, is is that is that something that you're feeling as well? Are you you're just buzzing to get to the next game and just buzzing to get the next result? Yeah, certainly at the moment, I think a lot of that comes down to the the trust I've got in the players as well. Um, you know, I'm 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 picking teams at the moment. And as, as as soon as I've 
settled on my on my final eleven and the bench, I'm thinking, yeah, this is a good team. Yeah, we we've no matter what's no matter I've had a lot of rotation this uh, this season, just trying to you know share the games. Not never not ever wholesale changes, but just chopping and changing. I'm I'm in a position this season where I can approach different opposition in in different ways. I think I said on a previous podcast. Whereas last season it was very simplistic, just pick the best eleven and and go out and and try and fight our way to three points. But yeah, at the moment I've just I've got so much trust in in the core of the first team that I, I just can't wait for the game to come and and you know go to battle with the boys. Is that same same sort of feeling for you, Jack? Is just eager to get going on a Saturday and and get on that pitch. Yeah, definitely. Like as as you said, I think the question is when you're winning, it's 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 easier, isn't it? You got more of a hunger, I guess, to to go to it because you're enjoying it when you're winning. Um, but I guess it comes back again to what I said it's it's a good group of lads. So of course you want to get there anyway. You want to be there anyway in that environment, which is great. But yeah, when you get to the pitch, it's because it's good football. We're winning. Yeah, you you, you want to be involved in it, and you can watch a game Tuesday night the TV, whatever. And, you watch it and it makes you think, oh, I want to go and play some football now. And it, you know, it makes you want to go and play on the Saturday. Um, even even more so when, what I love about the club is that the home ground as well, when you get to play the 4G most weeks, it just makes life so much easier. Um, especially when you play the football that, you know, I want to play and the team you play at the moment, when you want to get it down and play. If you're playing the cabbage patch, it would just it wouldn't be that enjoyable. So they're going to have some pictures that are like that. That's just grassroots football. I get that. But knowing that that is there on those home games, it just makes it even more enjoyable as well. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree with what you said. Like when you win, it's good. Um, but they've always got that I think that desire and that hunger to keep winning and performing the best they can, and that competition's good as well. So it keeps everybody on their toes. Definitely. We'll just we'll just bring it bring it right now to the you know talk you you just mentioned him in in your last little sentence there, Trutchy. Uh, there's there's one final question that he's put in, and I'm I'm not going to ask it in the way that he asked it. Um, I'm simply. I gonna... didn't put it in. That was that anonymous email that came through, wasn't it? About questions, wasn't it? Yeah, you you, you know a lot about anonymous emails, don't you, Trudgy? Um But yeah, the, the, obviously, you know, he's he's a big influence around the club. Everyone, you know, Trutchy, I I've always said it's a bit like Marmite. You either love him or you hate him. Um, I've never said that out loud, and it's probably the first time I've ever said it to him. But it is very true. So, how's it been for you? You know, coming into the club. Um, like you said, meeting all the players, new new to the city, new to the club, and then you meet Trutchy. It was just an, a just a, a a whole storyboard to himself. How's it been playing under him? Is it is it been has it been good? You know, is, is does he does he make sense? Can you understand what he's saying a lot of the time? <laughs> but I hate no Mark. Way, I hate Mark. So that's the way to start it off, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I think like, it's been really good. Like. Like when I came here, I obviously didn't know anyone. Um, and to be fair to Trutch, like he said earlier, he'd never seen me play and he's put me in that first team. So obviously I had an immediate kind of whether that was just he just generally interested or he's going off what Tom said, I don't know. But, you know, you always had that trust there straight away almost. Um, but I think what he has done well, I think, and any grassroots coach needs to do this in men's football is have that balance where understanding when it is time where boys can have the laugh and they can have the enjoyment and that's really important. You need that. But, you can see him and definitely hear him when he loses his head when it's get to, when he's meant to be serious, um, and you're supposed to switch on. And he has that balance really well because I've, I've been in some clubs where 
it's all one end or all the other where it's either it's it's too friendly and too nice and when you lose it's ah oh, we don't really care but everyone really does or the other end where it's just constant just white noise um i play for a, a coach before won't name names for for the second you get there it's just like command noise 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 you get to the fifth game in the season you're just hearing the same crap again and again and again so I think he has that nice balance of it when it needs to be switched on and everyone tuning in, you're about to play a game of football, he has that. But I think he's one of them and understands it when it's time to have a laugh. He'll have a laugh and he'll, he'll keep that group going. So I think that's the best way to summarise it from the short time I've been coached by him so far, yeah. Well, that's it, Yeah, he's pretty much said the best Gaffrey's ever played under. So yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> did I say that, did I? <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely think we're going to have to have a listen back to see if that was said word for word. But if that's how you heard it, Chachi, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be the one to disagree with you. Let's put it on it to be, to be confirmed. Only six games in, ain't we? He's got time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> well, what, what we'll do, Jack, is we'll, we'll get you back on at the end of the season and we'll ask you again. How's that sound? Well, if I don't turn up, you know how it's gone. True. True. So, yeah. No pressure. I mean, Chachi, you said no pressure on Jack, but no pressure on you, really. You know, you're fighting for a friendship here. <laughs> so that kind of, I mean, that that kind of wraps up the, you know, the the the, the life of a player, a first team player at Wessex, and a, a bit about yourself. We're going to move on a little bit now. Um, obviously, you we've seen the post about it. You know, this is being recorded on Thursday. We put a post out Wednesday about the junior section and you know what Tom's done to set up the the junior section within the club and he's done a fantastic job um and what he's what he's utilized really well is a lot of our our players have been you know putting in putting in coaching sessions and helping out and having come to the club and, and you know as we found out earlier you work in that kind of department you've jumped in almost feet first to that you've set up and that coaching setup with, with that that junior section How's that gone for you? And tell us a bit about how you got involved in that, why you got involved in that and, and how it's all going. Um, yeah, really good. Tom put a message, like credit to Tom, he's, he's doing a lot of stuff with not loads of people around him. There's a small group that are helping him. I'm one of them now. Um, so it's really impressive what we put together, I think. Um, but he put a message in the, the Wessex chat, I don't know, like a couple of uh, six weeks ago or so just saying like any coaches keen to sort of Saturday mornings bit of coaching or refereeing whatever and I was keen to pick up some more part-time work get a bit more money in always done like coaching and things like that in the past on weekends and evenings um and I said what I've done in the past and I think he basically just sort of said like well I can probably help out a bit more than just doing a coaching session so he's got me involved a bit more just organizing it, I think and being on that side of things so still help out coach when I need to obviously um, but more the org- organisation side, which I enjoy because I've been coaching for some time now. So it's nice to, to have the different side of it. Um, but yeah, I've been doing a bit around helping the coaches and a bit of scheduling and um, just general, just being the extra pair of hands. So it's, it's been really enjoyable. Um, again, it's a chance to meet just more people. Um, there's some guys that I don't really play football with in the club because we just have training and the, the reserves or Colts. So I get to see them on a Saturday morning. Um, but yeah, that kind of answers the question. It's just a, just really good credit to Tom. I think mainly is just for what he's done. Um, I think it's a really good setup, and it looks like it's getting bigger and bigger. So more coaches need it, by the sounds of it. Yeah, definitely. He's, I mean, he's he's done a fantastic job. You know, as we said the other day, you know, first session started out in you know just January this year with 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 eight 
eight lads turned up, eight eight young players turned up, and as of this week, I think we're we're pushing one hundred and thirty. So you know, you're talking about doing doing a lot of scheduling for that. That that in itself must be you know quite a big, quick, big task. Um, yeah, I think Tom breaks it down quite nicely. Like I mainly look after the coaches and who's coaching who and sending out the schedules for that. So it's not too much. I think he's he's understanding that, you know, I've, I have my nine to five, Monday to Friday job. Um, so he's not asking loads and loads. Some weeks it's less, some weeks it's more. Um, but like, as you said, the start there, when it started with eight, I didn't know that. But I mean, three, I think it was three weeks ago, down at Lockleys in the grass area, we had, we got from under seven through to 11 and 12s. There was like four matches, three training sessions, all got to be fitting with kind of like a two-hour gap. So like the amount of people there, I think he said it was definitely over 100 kids there, away teams coming in as well. So if it started with eight kids in January, it's what it is now. It's really impressive. I didn't know that. Um, but no, he's, he's good. He doesn't ask loads and loads of me, um, but I understand I can't obviously do nothing. So I, so I think at the moment it's a good balance. Um, I hope he'll agree with the same as well. Um but no, yeah, it's it's grown a lot. I think like we say it's gonna keep growing by the sounds of it. He said that recently we might have to expand some teams because some teams are getting more and more more and more players involved, the word spreading. So so yeah, no, it's it's a good sign, I think, and it's gonna get even bigger. Yeah, definitely is is that something you 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 you've kind of briefly mentioned there? You've you've coached before. Is have you coached, you know, the, the younger the younger generations before? Is is this the first time you've you've worked with kids of that age and you know, is it was that when you were looking for, for stuff to do in and around Bristol? Was that something you were focusing on or is it just been a sort of happy coincidence? Uh, I think it was more of a happy coincidence. I was I was keen to look for something. What that something was, I didn't know. I did want a little bit of a change because, yeah, I've done um, coaching of all ages from like, you know, under sevens through to men's football. Um, probably enjoyed the adults football more. That kind of elite adult environment is what I prefer personally as a coach. But um with what Tom offered, I think it it was good. I think if it was a coach a week and week out, I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. But I think I've got to do it because you you know you've got to get a bit of extra money in and whatever. Bristol's quite expensive from what I've learned so far. Um, but can be yeah, definitely. It definitely can be yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I wasn't say I was I was actually looking for that particular thing, but it just happened to fall quite nicely. I think and I think Tom, by the sounds, it was after a few more hands to help, and I was in a position where. Um, I've coached for some time. I sort of not been there, done that because I'm just not, not not that old in terms of coaching years. But I've done it for a while. I want a bit of a change, so it it ticked my box, and I think it helps Tom as well. I think, yeah, definitely. And I I think from you know if I'm I'm stepping into my committee member sort of position, I, I'm looking at it, and, and the fact that you know we've got players, both you know new players like yourself, and and players that have been at the club for a number of seasons, sort of. You know, pitching in and helping out, I, I think that's helped create that atmosphere kind of through the club, and hopefully that will kind of roll over into the juniors and and you know integrate it, especially with the under 18s coming into adult football. Churchy, from your point of view, is that is it? You know, seeing that we've got players like Jack and you know other players helping out with with the with the younger generations, how does how is it? How does that look to yourself as a as as a manager and a committee member? I suppose it being part of the club. Yeah, I think it just adds to the the family feel around the club. You know, the it's a it's a nice link between the adult football and the juniors. I think it's. I imagine for for some of the kids that Jack's coaching, you know, he's coaching them as as Wessex youth players, and you know that 
they'll look up to Jack and and some of the other boys is with them being Wessex first team players and and playing for adult football. I think that's a that just adds to the sort of what's the word the yeah just the bigger the bigger family vibe. I think. Yeah, and I, and I think that that is along with the junior section. It is something that we've we've wanted to to have at Wessex for for a long, long time. And I, I think over the last couple of years, that that kind of that family feel, that that open feel that we've had as a club, it's just got massive now. And and like the junior section is just continuing to grow, and hopefully they they'll kind of go hand in hand and continue to grow. Um, but for, for me, it, it just yeah. sorry, Ron, it. This season, it feels like so much is clicking into place. Like the like you say, we've we started off with eight kids, now we've got nearly a hundred and thirty through the youth program. From the first team perspective, we're we're flying. The reserves are three wins from three now, um, and through to the next round of the cup, the Colts are the Colts are in a good place. It just feels that we're we're really firing on all all fronts at the moment. Both on and off the pitch, hundred percent, hundred percent, and and you know, long long may it continue. If again, it all, it all comes back to the same person, doesn't it? Really, we, we, the way we always look at things. But you know, you look at you're speaking to Lynn nowadays, and how happy she is with everything. It just it just makes everything kind of put into perspective a little bit. All the all the hard work she's put in for all these years, it just for some reason, like you said, then Trachi, for some reason this season. It just seems to all be clicking into place. Yeah. So that I think just about rounds up the kind of the Wessex questions. Then Jack, so we're going to move on a little bit more to yourself now, and 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 your sort of where you're at in terms of your football history, who you're supporting, and that sort of thing. So we're going to start off there. Um, just just quickly, Ron. Sorry to interrupt. You on. you wanted some statistics of me, didn't you, for regarding. Regarding Jack. Oh yeah, yeah, we we've gone past that, haven't we? Sorry, I missed that out. So yeah, go on. What what what's Jack's stats looking like so far this season? So Jack's stats for the city, he hasn't scored yet. Mm, okay. What? That mate, we're waiting a long time for that one. <laughs> but <laughs> to be honest, like the players like Jack and Charlie, I'm not looking at for they're probably the least players I'm looking at for goals. You know, you 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 expect your centre backs to contribute one or two throughout the season, you know, going up for headers for corners and stuff. Um, but your Jacks and your Charlie Kempsons, you're you're never really looking for them to get on the score sheet. So I'll be more than happy for you not to score a goal season, Jack, as long as you're doing the role that that I want from you. But um, that. take that. That's fine. You had it here first. No goals this season, Zappy. Take it. So I'm, I'm not going to lie, Trachi, but that is one of the poorest targets I've ever heard. Your target <laughs> for the season is zero goals. Well, they run. It's achievable. That's the main thing. It's achievable. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah, you can't go wrong with that, can you? Yeah. No. Does it, it count if if you score any own goals? Will that take you to minus one? So then you'll have to score another one to get back up to zero. Let's not go there, mate. Let's not jinx it. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Go on, Jacks. Go on. So Jack's stat for the season, and I'm going to end with the most impressive. So Jack's stat for the season is seven appearances. So that's seven starts in seven games, two assists, and one man in the match. But probably the most impressive impressive stat is Jack is the only player 
for the first team to play every minute of every game this season. Well, that's that's pretty impressive stat. How does that uh, make you feel, Jack? Happy with that? You knowing that your your player at Trotchy can can trust for the full ninety? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, play every game is obviously what I want. So it's great to get the minutes, um, two assists, which is not a bad start. A few games in, if that gets a little bit more. Um, I think it was two minor matches. I don't know if you've got your stats right there, mate. I no, so that, yeah. so I'm, I'm only counting the season proper. You've you've had one one man of the match since the since the actual season, and and your other one came that that last friendly where you played the second half. Okay, I'll count that. You didn't have to. That's right. I got two. You got me one. That's fine. Um, I mean, I'll I'll be I'll be honest there, Jack. There's there's a lot of things and a lot of times I will argue with Trachi just because it's funny. But when it comes to stats and figures about his football team, th- there's no point, mate. He, he, I'll, I'll he will have it. that written down in all sorts of different forms. Yeah, I'll leave <laughs> it. Uh, but no, that, that's good to hear. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't play it that way. I've never, I've never even watched myself play football until this club with Vio. I've never watched recorded video of myself playing. So that's quite a surreal thing to be honest. I thought I was really quick, but it turns out I'm really slow. I found that. <laughs> um, but. I, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting to hear those stats. Never had that before, so yeah, it's quite nice to hear. I, I could go into your average match rating, but I I I, I never like to disclose those. But I, oh, what I would say is that you're you're up there with one of the higher average match ratings. That's all I'm prepared to say. I take that. I think for me, can me and Kent say the same? We will be having the most good to average performances, but that happens more. <laughs> We're not going to have a 10 out of 10, you know, we're never going to have a 3 out of 10. We're going to have a 6 or 7 out of 10 every week, but it will be consistent. That's our that's our main thing. Yeah. I think that's all you can ask a lot of the time, isn't it? Like, we've, we've often said it with with Cully. I don't know whether you've you've met or played with, with Cully yet, Jack, but he's yeah. been a, an absolutely solid right-back for, well, even back when me and Trachi were playing sort of 10, 10 years ago as a youngster, he I think he's been out. Has he been out injured a lot this season, or has he been working, or for whatever reason? But he was just the absolute perfect player in that you would literally get a six or seven out of him every single week. He just do what a right back's supposed to do, and he was just perfect. Me and me and Trachi just fell in love with him. Yeah, definitely. So finish now, Trach. Happy with your stats. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I got. <laughs> We're only seven games in. So just remember, Jack, all right, end of the season, your target, zero goals. Don't let us down, all right? Okay, I'll, I'll try my best not to score. Same, nice one. Right, so yeah, we're going to move on away from the Wessex stuff a little bit now, find out a little bit about you and, and, and your footballing lifestyle, if you like. So do you follow a team outside of Wessex? Are you, are you one of these players that don't, don't actually follow a team and don't like football or, or have you got a club that you follow? I like my football always have done. Um, well, grew up in Devon so I watched Torquay United when I was a kid uh, quite a lot because I'll play football on Sundays, I'll play Saturdays so I'd go watch those on a regular basis um, but they're struggling quite a bit now but I've always had my Prem team has been Arsenal so it's good recently. It's been some struggling times over the years but at the moment it's a good time to say I'm an Arsenal fan. What what were your thoughts last season then? You know, top top for was it thirty four out of the thirty eight game weeks? Yeah. Um, you know, to be honest, it might sound just so fitting and perfect, but as horrible it sounds, I never thought that we were going to win it just because <laughs> because of what Arsenal had done over the last years of bottling stuff, um, because of 
how good City are. Um, knowing we had to play them before the end of the season as well. I always had that doubt. I was never confident sat there thinking like, yes, we're definitely this is our this is ours, if you know what I mean. Um I never actually completely honest, never felt that. And I at the time was working with someone who was also an Arsenal fan and each week he was going like, Oh, we've won it, ten points clear, this is ours. And I thought, but it takes one loss and a draw like we did and then it's it's three or four points in it and you've got a man city behind you. So I actually didn't think we'd win it last year. Obviously it was a shame, but we're miles ahead of where we should be, which is what every Arsenal fan is saying. Um but no, I'm just happy we're in Champions League and we're back in that kind of football. It's it's not it's it's nice to see rather than struggling in sort of fifth and sixth, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it must be nice. I mean, I'm I'm a Man United fan and I, I don't even look at the table at the moment. So Yeah, I know, guess in... we were five, ten years ago, aren't they? They're going for their little sort of transition and rebuilding sort of stage. Um oh, yeah, we sort of it's, it's it's a big old transition and quite frankly, Jack, I don't want to talk about it, so I don't know why you brought it up. Yeah, Jack, um, have, you got a, have you got a favourite Arsenal player? Um, I, I I don't really have like a favourite. I've had favourite players in the past, but I don't go to an Arsenal game saying like that's my favourite. I guess this season I've enjoyed watching like Declan Rice, um, someone like that play, um, probably just relatable, I guess, but getting your big money signing and whatnot is quite cool. I think Saliba at the back's an absolute weapon. He's a good rock. Um, He's come on come on leaps and bangs, hasn't he, in the yeah. last season or two? To go on loan, to be considered not one of our players, to come back and what, what he's done, it's actually outstanding, I think. Um, but no, I haven't got that one player like, oh, that's my favourite. I, I don't know, I just enjoy watching it all. Like, you know, but yeah, someone like Rice, a big money signing, English, centre mid like myself, but it's obviously great to, to uh, watch something like that, I guess. Yeah, he's he, he's done he's done well going there this season. I think I think it was it was from you know from West Ham being West Ham's captain, lifting the uh, Europa Conference League trophy last season, making that move. I think he's he's settling quite well, and he's he's he doesn't look out of place in that in that Arsenal squad. I don't think. No, he doesn't. He's, he's one of those like a natural leader, so I think he'll just mould into whatever needs to be done and just get on with it kind of style. Um, so yeah, I I. I didn't think he'll maybe start as well as he has done. Not saying he's, you know, lit the stage up, but I thought it might have taken him a bit longer and not played as much. But yeah, to be fair, he's he's had a really good impact so far. So he's he's been so far been worth the money we spent, but it's never going to be cheap getting someone like him. Yeah, definitely. So I mean that kind of covers off current player that you look at. But you know, going back to a little bit, going back a bit of time, you know, when you were a youngster growing up in Torquay, who was it? you looked up to, you know, what was, was there a player that you just, you loved watching, you loved hearing about that you, you, you know, you would mess about with and be in the playground. Who who was the player that you wanted to be and looked up to? I mean, Perlo, I reckon. Perlo. <laughs> no, I didn't have air like his. I couldn't pull that off. <laughs> the Devon Perlo. <laughs> the Devon Perlo. Wow, I've never been called that before. Um, I've been as I was two, so being an Arsenal fan, I was a massive fan of Henri growing up. I, I've nothing like him, never played like him, um, but someone like him, it was just absolutely class to watch. Um, but I, I still think massive debate, but one that, if not the best Prem striker ever in the in, in the league at this time. Um, but I guess what I've a player that I related to more, I mentioned earlier in this, is probably Frank Lampard, because um, I played centre mid as a kid. Like I always have done. Um, and I think I brought the same footy boots as him when I was a bit younger. He used um, to score mine. 
<laughs> 20 goals a season, wasn't it? 20 a season. That's you're right. That's it. That's why maybe we're not so alike. But Shaman, I can, I can, I'm okay with that. I can, I can live with that. Um, but even like it's, it sounds so idiot, but yeah, I used to like pick up his running technique when I was that young. When I was sort of like 10, 11 years old, I'd, I'd watch him quite a lot, and he was sort of the one I'll probably um idolize in a sense of like play, like I'd say. But I'd watch Henri because being an Arsenal fan, that was just class to watch. But probably, yeah, between those two, like Frank Lampard and, and Henri, nothing like goal scorers and myself, but. Maybe a little bit elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Henri one. As as a Man United fan, I've got nothing but bad memories of Thierry Henry. Just he just seemed to score worldy after worldy against Man United, and it, it always just seemed to be. I mean, Barthez was only at Man United for about two, three seasons, but it's almost like Henri must have scored about 150 world class goals past him because it's it's all the highlights yeah. I ever see. But more yeah. on the Lampard, you know. <laughs> It wasn't really a question I was planning on asking, but it kind of leads me to, you know, that the old debate Lampard Gerard Scholes is is that not a debate for you then? Is is, is do you put Lampard straight at the top of that tree? Nah, how long is this podcast going to be? Um, you, you <laughs> if the ideal world is a play all three, I think personally it's some weird formation. Oh, imagine that. Um, if you had to, I, I generally couldn't pick one because each of them. A mate of mine's a Liverpool fan, and he obviously would say Gerard. But you look at Gerard; he, he led a team pretty much on his own for a couple of seasons. He was like the guy. But you look at Lampard; he played in the team of class, but still scored the goals he did. Um, they, they each had their little qualities, but I guess as like a yeah, personally, I'd like to I prefer Lampard. But it's probably you probably couldn't pick one. That's the answer. You probably couldn't pick one. You'd have to in some way try and play all of them to make it to make it an actual answer. If that makes sense. Well, Let's just say that um, Frank Lampard and Steve Gerrard both say that Paul Scholes was the best anyway. So that's that's the end of that debate. I think. <laughs> that's fine. I <laughs> to go to bed next so we'll leave it at that one. <laughs> um, and, and just another little comparison again is something I made John do last week. It's it's a it's a um, a discussion that starts all the time in the Wessex chat. I don't think we've had one for a while, but. We always like to get people to 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 state their claim on the Ronaldo and Messi argument. Where where are you in that debate? That's easy. It's Messi for me, and I, I get the kids ask me this wow. a lot. Off off the bat, that was not even thinking about it. If you if you really know football, it's Messi hundred percent because Ronaldo is the best athlete. Ronaldo and Messi is the best footballer. If you look at Ronaldo in terms of his footballing. He's obviously very very good. Scores very good goals, but he's an athlete. The older he's getting, I think. Eat my words, he scored two good goals the other night. But I think with Messi, he's a better footballer, I personally think. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd, go, I'd go Messi. And I think he's actually won more trophies as well. Yeah, and I, and I, I would 100% agree with that. I, I've always been in the sat on the fence. And my, my response to that is normally, I, I don't think you can pick one or the other. I think you've just got to be glad that you, you grew up in an era where where both of them were playing, but I think you're right. I think what Ronaldo has done is shown that if you work hard enough and you train hard enough and you put in enough time, enough commitment, you can become a world class player. Whereas like Messi was just born that way, it seems. Yeah. And I think they're 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 both up there. They're I think they're they're probably the two greatest players ever, but there's definitely a different path for both of them. 
Yeah, no, yeah, I think that's it, mate. One's naturally just gifted in football, and one is, as you say, worked his way to get there. And credit to him, like they've done a, obviously had a really good career as such. Um, but yeah, it's, it is the messy for me, and I'm sure that's going to now spark a very long debate. And I'm going to meet with that main group chat now because that's going to go up like a bomb. Mate, honestly, when it goes off about the Ronaldo and Messi situation in that group chat, it it can get pretty nasty at times. <laughs> I'll meet that one. Some, need some of the gifts that get flown about. <laughs> um, so that leads us into our, our our last question. Oh no, sorry, I've missed one. Um, in terms of you know all the football you've watched, whether it be Arsenal, Torquay, well, it was playing at Gloucester or Wessex or what, whatever situation you want to put it in. What for you is your your biggest or your best football memory? What really breathes football for you? Um, what playing or watching? Yeah, yeah. Just whether it was you playing or something you've watched, you what what sticks out is your your biggest or best memory of football. Sounds boring as hell, but as a player, I haven't got one. <laughs> I haven't got many high highlights as a, as a, as a player. Now Bo's here, I might have one or two in the future. You never know. Um, I I don't that, really know that, that bounce pass. That that's got to be up there, then, hasn't it? Ten yards bounce passes, and they're just me all over. Um, that's my highlight. Um, to be honest, as a fan, then as as watching, is it you know is it you know, a particular cup win, a, a league win, a particular game? Um, I think it's, it's going to two. One, one's going to sound weird, but like one was definitely the Arsenal season we won the league unbeaten. Um, I was still a bit young, granted. Um, what was I like? 10, 11, So was was two thousand and four, wasn't it? Something like that. I think it's the three four season. Yeah, so I wasn't so yeah. good. But like seeing that, that was that was class. Like I said, I loved Henri and that kind of stuff. So that was that was great to see. Um, but I think li- little moments. I think I don't know why I stick on my head more. So like for example, like yes, we didn't win the league last year, but like when Reese Nelson scored that last minute goal, I think it was against Bournemouth. I think um, moments like that, like when people just go nuts. I think they're the ones I remember. Um, and the only other one is probably as a coach when with the university first team, you won. Um, I don't know what it was technically called. Like it was the, it's one division below like Bucks Prem, so it's a really good league. And we um, came down to the last game of the season, we were away at Southampton, and we won. And we needed the other team to draw or lose, and they drew. But we went, we didn't find out straight away because they kicked off half an hour later. So we sat in the changing room waiting for like Twitter updates, and then all of a sudden it pings up on Twitter and just it absolutely went off in that changing room, just absolute carnage. Um, so yeah, it's probably actually the most standout. Is probably more as a coach, um, and in some ways, it's, it's a different sense of being rewarded than it is a player. So it's quite nice. So yeah, just a, a combination, a mixture of those three, I'd say. Nice, some, some good good memories there. And that sounds a bit like that time all the Man United players were on the pitch waiting for Man City to to finish it QPR. And yeah, that goal. I can just I can just see you now running around that changing room, swinging your, oh, mate, your shirt around. Everyone had a phone out recording some in it. Which is, you come out of there lucky got beaten up. It was, it was good, yeah. It was very good. Messy night after that, I can tell you that. What I can imagine. Good times, good times. So what we're going to do now is, you know, we did it with John last week, but obviously yourself and him both being new to the club, we're not going to ask you for a Wessex all-time 11. So I want to just very quickly get you to run through your all-time dream team. Now, these can be players from any era, any club. I'm not going to put any restrictions on who you can pick can be whoever you want we just want a kind of a, a, a feel for the style of football and the style of player that you go for through through time so 
your dream eleven? Where where are we going? Um. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm going to start with um. This is one I didn't plan as much. I was going off the cuff. Probably some of me like Manuel Neuer and goal. I would say. Good um, choice. Good choice. Tidy. You can play. You can do all of it. Um, I'll probably go. I like a Carl Walker right back. A little. I'll just go four four two to keep it simple. Carl Walker at right back. Um, four four two. That's that's old school in itself. Fair play. I like that. Old school. Um, centre half. So I'll probably go for a, a JT John Terry in there. Um, uh, not saying show my age because I'm not that old, but I'll probably go for a JT in Rio Ferdinand. It's got a bit oh, of everything. I mean, what a partnership that was! Can't go it, wrong with that. It did work well, not for England, did it? But yeah, it should work well that one. Um, on paper, fantastic. Reality, hmm. not so good. No, is that's exactly it. No one of them <laughs> just started well because they put that team sheet out. Um, uh, probably left back. I would go. I'll go Ashley Cole. Never old school one, I'd say. Um, in the middle, so now you got me. Um, oh, I do. I'll start when you, when you say you're going four four two, are you going like old school right midfield, left midfield, two centre midfielders? Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep it basic. I'll keep it simple like that. Um, right midfield, I go the older school Ronaldo. You know, in his United days. Um, the the original sort of two thousand three, two thousand and four Ronaldo. That's it, the original. I am going off a of Premier League. No, I'm not because I've got Neuer. Minus Norris, mainly a Premier League, I guess. Um, <laughs> in the middle, that's all I can, the only players I can think of. In the middle, I'd probably go for. Uh, I'll do a little Lampard and Skulls. And I'll have. Ooh. It's 4 4 2, but the one that just peels off the striker is your Stevie G that can just rotate in there, make it all happen. Um, all right, interesting, interesting. Getting all three in there. Left mid, I'd probably go. Um, oh, I can't think of a left mid. Uh, now it's probably showing the age a bit more, but Giggsy in there. You can this, <laughs> this is two weeks running where no one's mentioned Ronaldinho. Well, I'll go more Prem. Mine is Neuer. If you take Neuer out, I put like an Edison in there, maybe, but maybe. Yeah, I haven't gone outside of the Premier League at the moment, granted. Um, so I'll go Giggsy and then along with just in front of Stevie G on re up front. So it's mainly oh, Premier really? League minus the one. Goal. I mean, I mean to be fair, if if you were to to sit in front of your telly late at night and click on one of these obscure sports channels and they were to sit down and and do a Premier League all time eleven, I think you've pretty much maybe one or two up for debate, but you've pretty much just nailed it there as a Premier League eleven. Minus the goalkeeper, yeah. of course. You're probably a sort of shout at the, uh, and Shearer in there, probably. Ali Shearer, probably your Bergamp in there. But yeah, I guess that can be quite close to an all, all-time 11 Premier League, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Trachi, what? I mean, you mentioned Ronaldinho there. Who are you taking out of that squad then? Oh, probably, probably Lampard, I'd place... If I had to drop someone, it'd be Lampard and and uh, sorry, Stevie Gerrard and Skulls with someone like Ronaldinho in the number ten. Off top of me, yeah. I I I I can't believe you. Know, we've got our our guest on here who told us that Lampard's one of his favourite ever players, and here you are just disregarding him. <laughs> yeah, got to get Ronaldinho in there. Absolutely. I won't hold it against him. Don't worry. I mean. Why are you so obsessed with Ronaldinho? I've never heard you mention Ronaldinho ever. Oh, Why are you so obsessed with him all of a sudden? 
he's one of my guilty pleasures, Ronaldinho. He, he for, for for me, he's got he's got to be one of the best ever. It, long longevity, no, but there was there was about three seasons where I don't I, I've never seen a player capable of what he can do, and I'm including Messi, Ronaldo in that. Wow, big shout for, that. But I mean, for, don't don't you think that you know his his lack of longevity and and you know the fact that he was so good and wasted at that? Do you not think that takes away? I mean, you look at every attacking player in, in the squad that Jack just said: Ronaldo, Lampard, Scholes, Giggsy, Gerard, Henri. Not only were they amazing players, but they did it for 10, 12, 15 years consistently. Does that not make up for the fact that Ronaldinho only done it for three, four years? Surely. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's Brazilians don't tend to have, they, they don't have the the, lo, the prolonged success today. I mean, hopefully we get a couple of years out of Samuel Souza. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you find that with it, like 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 Fat Ronaldo, longevity over the he, he didn't really have it, hampered by injuries. Granted, but you know, he, by by twenty eight, he was massive, like like the party lifestyle. Yeah, a bit too much, a bit too much. So just to run through then, Jack, we've, we've gone with one goalkeeper, uh, Manuel Neuer or Edison, if we're going to stay in the Premier League. Premier League, if you want to go Edison. Well, so, I mean, either Edison over Alisson. Oh, don't start that one. We'll go Edison. All day long. Edison's a far better goalkeeper than Alisson. Thanks, <laughs> uh, Walker, right Hayden's back. better than Edison. Say again. Caden's better than Ederson. Caden's <laughs> a phenomenal goalkeeper. Caden's <laughs> also better than Ederson. <laughs> True. <laughs> so as I was trying to say, Walker at right back, uh, John Terry, Rio, centre-back, Ashley Cole at left-back, the old-school CR7 at right, right midfield, Lampard and Scholes in, in the middle, Giggsy on the left, Gerard just behind the striker and then Thierry Henry up front. Happy with that? Yeah, sounds good, mate. Beautiful. I mean, I don't think you'll get many people arguing with some of those players, fantastic players. So now we are really down to the last question now. So what I'm doing is I'm keeping a bit of a a bit of a table for predictions, and we're going to have a look at it at the end of the season. Um, so first of all, I want from you a title prediction. So I've got the table in front of me at the moment. Now I know we're only nine games in. There's a there's a lot of football to be played, but just so you've got a feel for as it stands at the minute. We've got Tottenham Hotspurs currently top after nine games with 23 points. Man City are second with 21. Arsenal third with 21. Liverpool on 20. And then you've got Villa on, on Villa on 19. Didn't even didn't even clock that. So so far, the kind of the majority of people, myself included, have, have just kind of given up and admitted that Man City are still just you know that unstoppable force at the moment. What are you? What are you thinking? Do you, do you think Arsenal are in with a shake this year? You know what? I'm going to say yes for the first time ever. I would say let's put Arsenal down as because Tottenham will drop off. Tottenham will be Tottenham, and they're doing well. But one of the two players are clicking well. As soon as they don't start clicking, it will fall apart. Um, and someone's City are eventually going to lose it. It's going to happen. They're eventually going to lose a league, and I think at the moment. If you ask most people in football, Arsenal are playing very well, haven't lost yet. Um, they've got some consistency now. So I'd say, I'm going to say Arsenal. 
I put Arsenal up there for, for winning the title this year. Very bold saying that, I know. That's a that's a, a, a big call out. So that's that's pick number two. That is, I think John went with Arsenal last week. So no, you're right. not alone. I think that, I think the feelings there that they're going to challenge this year, but I I still just I just can't look past Man City. I I think Man City will continue to win the league until Pep Guardiola gets bored. I've said the same view on it. Pep's there. They'll do what they do. The season he goes, it's up for grabs. Then whoever's going to switch on the quickest, but. Yeah, I don't want to be the same as same as everyone else. I'll be outside the box and I'll go for an Arsenal. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and then sort of final, final little prediction that we want from you is three teams to go down. So again, overwhelming feeling is it's going to be Sheffield United and Luton plus one other. So as we're as we're sitting at the moment, again, only nine games played, so there's a lot of football to be played. But bottom of the table at the moment. Uh, with just one point after nine games of Sheffield United, I, I get a feeling that they're they're on course to challenge Derby County's lowest ever point total this season. Yeah. Uh, Bournemouth on three, uh, Burnley on four, Luton on five, Everton on seven, and then we jump up a little bit to ten to to Nottingham Forest and Brentford and a few others. So, how's that looking for you? Are you, are you gonna you know? join the club and say it's Sheffield United and Luton in one other or have you got other ideas? I think I'll definitely go Sheffield United and put them in the mix. Um, I don't know, I think Luton's that kind of team where they just get bogey points when they'll just be out annoying, sitting deep, get little wins here and there. They don't really expose themselves that often. They're not a team that go out and play so they do just grind little bits here and there. So I, I don't know, I want to sort of say the current three is probably way going to be off. We're going to be awful. But I'll go Sheffield, Bournemouth, Burnley. Sheffield, Bournemouth and Burnley. Yeah, I think everyone's got another And I don't know why. There's always that one team that just seems to get results against big teams, get 1-0 wins. That's a Luton for me. So I can see him just getting a couple of there with a need to. So I'm going to go outside the box again and say Luton stay up. And plus I want to Luton in the Prem. It's, it's wonderful to see. I, so you're the you're the fifth person so far to make a prediction, and you are the first person to think Luton are going to stay in the league. There we go. Am I a genius or an idiot? We'll see what happens at the end of the season. <laughs> well, time will tell. Like you said, they they've they've managed to pick up points already this season, and I think there's even been times where they've lost games where you know they, they're actually you know you look at Sheffield United who just seem to apart from Man United we struggled to beat them last week. But Sheffield United just seem to be getting rolled over week after week. And to be fair, I don't think you're going to get that with Newton. No, they've got a bit more... For me, they've got a bit more grit. I think they know who they are. They understand their lack of quality. So I think they play to that strength quite well when they, like I say, grind results and just put a bit more more grafting. So, yeah, I'm going to be the first one then. I'll say Newton will stay up bottom three as they currently are going down, I think. Perfect. Right, so in that case, then we'll just round up Jack's title prediction. He's going to go with, with Arsenal. He thinks they're going to going to stay the course of the season. And then going down, we're going to be looking at Sheffield United, Burnley and Bournemouth. Yeah. Happy days. So, I think that just about brings us to the end. Trotchy, anything you want to add? <clears throat> um, I, yeah, whilst Jack's with us, I'll I, I just well thank him on several fronts. One, uh, I'm sure Tom will... We'll we'll second this. Just thanks for everything you're doing with the with the youth setup and the coaching. It is it's massive to us, and I'm hearing a lot of good things. Um, 
more personally for me, just you've been a breath of fresh air coming into the club and the first team. Long may it continue. Um, and just, yeah, thanks for your your efforts and your attitude in and around the first team. It's been, it's been a real pleasure to work with, mate. Thank you very much. Oh, that was nice, wasn't it? That was a nice way to end. That was, oh, that, sure. Yeah. That was, wasn't it? It's, it's almost like a bit of a tearjerker at the end there. Yeah. Jack, anything else you want to add? Or you, you, uh, you, you've got everything off your chest. Anything else you want to say? Nah, I just said, yeah, just thank you for everyone that's I've known now so far at the club. Like I said, I came to Bristol, we're not really known. We only two people. So I know a, a few more people now, which is quite nice. And that was one of my main aims. So yeah, no, it's been really enjoying it so far and looking forward to seeing where we can end up into the season. Brilliant. Well, in that case, then, we'll, we'll finish it there. Um, Trutchy, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Jack, pleasure to talk to you, mate. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Brilliant. And just, just a final shout out, obviously, to our, our sponsor at the top of the episode, Continuum. Um, and obviously this season as well, Autoshine Valley and Adam James Photography. Both of their details will be on the social, so go and check them all out. Um, but yeah, that's us done. Jack, thank you. Trachi, thank you. And uh, we'll speak to you all again next week. Out of Wessex. Out of Wessex.